So the great disconnect continues. And it is a, a disconnect from, well, I should say between, not from, between the Biden White House, the Biden administration, I would argue the political left and the rest of America. True, the Republicans did not do as well in the midterm elections as they should have, as they needed to do. It was a letdown on letdown on letdown. There's, of this, there is really no debate. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you guys. 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. Become a part of what we're doing out there. Subscribe if you like it. I'd greatly appreciate it, TonyKatz.Locals.com. But while there were places where Republicans didn't make it happen, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Arizona, whether it's that Senate race in Nevada, There are places where Republicans did not do the job. And then there are places where Republicans did far better than expected in New York and California, for example, school board races, as we have discussed. But something happening outside of the election is that more and more the Democratic Party has gone away from anything resembling this party of working class people. It's not a party of working class people. It's a party of elites. It's a party of not only the college graduate, but the college worshiper, the person who worships there at the very altar of higher education. If you don't have a higher education, well, you're not even a person. You shouldn't even be allowed to vote. Oh, don't you worry. Don't you worry. You see, if you claim that someone should be a landowner to vote, you're a bigot. If you claim that someone should have a college degree to vote, well, then you're just an intellectual, speaking about something very important that the smaller, little, tiny people couldn't possibly understand. Wait for it. If you haven't already heard it, just wait for it. It it will come. The Republican Party is speaking for people because one of the things that the Republican Party is doing, I mean, don't get me wrong, plenty of mistakes still get made, plenty of bad policy still gets pushed. They're not hating on people. They're not uh, the, the, this, this puritanical screed constantly uh, attacking people for having fun, for wanting to tell a joke, for wanting to enjoy themselves, for, not into, for wanting to not wear a, a mask, for making their own choices on boosters, for deciding to have a gas stove. Holy crap, are gas stoves back in business in terms of conversation? Oh, 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 Amanda Marcotte. Oh, oh, do I have the gas stove story for you. But the Democratic Party doesn't speak for the working class anymore. The Republican Party is certainly trying to, and they certainly do a lot more, because the Republicans don't hate the people. Democratic Party does. Do everything we tell you to do, and everything we tell you to do changes day by day. Otherwise, you're on the outs. Man, it is hard to live that way. It is hard to live that way. And people who aren't of the college degree set have all been pushed uh, pushed aside, cast asunder, told that they don't count. That disconnect is pretty large, pretty intense, and, and is only growing. I want to share with you an example of it. This is Jennifer Granholm. She is the Secretary of Energy, former governor of Michigan. Michigan not always doing a good job in electing governors. This is her talking about gas prices. You know, President Biden really has been uh, singularly focused on reducing costs for American families, especially energy costs, especially uh, both uh, transportation as well as at home. What? 
You think Joe Biden has been singularly focused? Did she say singularly or particularly? You know, President Biden really has been uh, singularly focused on reducing costs for I think that's singularly. I think that's singularly. I, maybe uh, she didn't know which word she wanted to use. It doesn't matter. No, he isn't. He is not focused singularly on reducing costs for American families, energy costs. No, that's not true. That's far from true. Because if he was, wouldn't we be discussing how we engage more energy right under our feet? But it was Joe Biden who went begging to Saudi Arabia to produce more oil via OPEC. Not only did Saudi Arabia laugh him out of the room, it seems, they went about increasing pricing by reducing production. That's not a singular focus, now is it? Well, he's been uh, selling oil or putting oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve into the market to lower prices creating a dangerous situation and a a situation in which oil has been sold to China. So much so is the problem that a bipartisan group, by a bipartisan vote, voted not to sell oil to China. When Corinne Jean-Pierre is asked about this very question. The House has passed uh, bipartisan legislation that would ban the export of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to Chinese companies. Given that oil has flowed to China from that reserve during both this administration and the previous one, is that the type of reform that the president would potentially support? So look, uh, I think this is a little bit of what uh, the secretary was talking about just moments ago. This bill uh, addresses a non-issue. We're very clear on that. It's not a non-issue. It was happening. Why would you have bipartisan legislation about a non-issue? Why would any Democrat vote for it if it wasn't an issue? Of course it is. The Biden administration is not connected to what people are paying for energy. And the Biden administration is not connected to their own policy and the people, meaning the representatives of the people, who are saying, hey, that policy sucks. That is remarkable to witness and to watch. This massive level of just not in any way understanding what Midwest Main Street is going through. Lord only knows what they understand about egg prices. Now, egg prices are coming down. It's just going to take some time. Part of what's happening, uh, uh, the chickens are reproducing. The chickens are reproducing. And that, of course, uh, means more chickens. It means more eggs. So the story is is that um, wholesale egg prices are coming down from the peak. How does this affect us? And, and what caused them to go up? Well, part of it was uh, avian bird flu. Um, 53 million birds uh, last year. I think that's 2022, not 2021. 2022 um, were, were killed. That's going to lessen the number of eggs. Then, of course, there's just the everyday inflationary costs that are causing these prices to go up. I take that back. Did I say everyday inflationary costs? I'm sorry. I meant the Joe Biden-induced inflationary costs, like uh, the, uh, what do they call that thing? What do they call that? The, uh, The American Rescue Plan. That's right. We've been rescued from low prices.
And then add to that the Inflation Reduction Act, which, as we know from the the good people who attended the meetings in Davos, the people who attended the World Economic Forum, the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't do a single thing to reduce inflation. Isn't that right, Al Gore? You know, we uh, tend to emphasize the the bad news, and there is unfortunately a lot of it, but there's a lot of good news as well, and and I just want to cover some of it. In my country, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act, $369 billion, which will actually be much larger than that because the heavy lifting is done by tax credits that uh, are very long-term. Some of them actually open-ended. So you admit that it's not about reducing inflation, and you admit that it's going to entail even more spending than $396 billion? Fantastic, because when you're in an inflationary market, what you want is more spending. Again, a total disconnect. But going a step further, what an unbelievable lie told by the White House, exposed by Al Gore, of all people, and showing once again that they're not connected to what it is that we're dealing with. Egg prices, a standard, a staple. Being at a place, what is it, $6 a dozen? You can find yourself, no, wait, there are stores where um, you are paying a dollar an egg. That's a buck an egg, people. That, you know, um, that better be a pretty damn good egg. Now, nationally, the average retail price for a dozen is three dollars and fifty-nine cents. Last year, it was a buck seventy-two, and there are places where you're paying five and six dollars a dozen for eggs. You don't understand what that does to the American psyche. If the eggs are four dollars, five dollars, six dollars, you're like, what in the world is going on? Nothing, nothing will totally rattle. The rational American, like the everyday thing being out of price, out of sight, way too high, milk and the butter and the bread. You know, all the things that you would do for a storm, right? When you when those things are like, oh, I don't know if I can get those things for the storm, you know things are bad. And the White House still wants to tell you that things are good. The White House wants to tell you that energy prices are great. Energy prices are better than where they were. This much is true, but energy prices are not great. Yes, U.S. oil is being sold to China. Yet here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, telling you, no, that's a non-issue. When of course it is. These things are the disconnect. The difference between us is massive. Not you and me. You and me, guys, we're on the same page. We understand the world exactly as it is. We're seeing it with our own eyes. They want you to see things their way, not the real way, not your way, their way. They are angry that you notice. They are angry that you see for yourself. I often discuss the fact uh, that the hardcore leftist progressive 
hate you for who you are and what you believe, but most importantly, they hate you for not thinking like they do. They hate you for it. They can't stand you for it. They find it despicable and find you beneath contempt that you would dare have a thought out of line, out of step. Wouldn't it just simply be easier to to recognize what's happening? You know, I shared this uh, audio. Did I share this on the show? Because I shared it in a video the other day, the video series I do at Rumble uh, for Americans for Prosperity, full disclosure. Uh, they sponsor uh, my, my video series on Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. And it was the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, talking about crime and street vendors. Heard a lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done and make our residents and our workers safe. We're doing it every single day. I think the follow-up is, and your solution is? I just explained it. We have been in Little Village working with those street vendors, understanding what the nature of the crime is, making sure that we're doing things in concert with them to help them uh, 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 make sure that their money is secure, not use money, if at all possible, using um, other forms of transactions to take care of themselves. So street vendors are clearly getting robbed in certain areas of Chicago. That's what the mayor is saying. And the mayor then says, maybe... There would be less robberies if you didn't use money. Making sure that we're doing things in concert with them to help them uh, uh, make sure that their money is secure, not use money, if at all possible, using um, other forms of transactions. Why wouldn't I use money? Cash, greenbacks, cheddar, quan, I don't know, whatever it is they talked about in the Jerry Maguire thing. Why wouldn't I just use cash? Oh, you mean because the criminals are so rampant, I shouldn't use cash. So instead of me being able to do the normal everyday things, I now have to change because the criminals are out there. It's Lori Lightfoot saying if you would just do something differently, you'd be safer. No, make the criminal live in fear. That's where normal everyday people are what there is a funny i forget when this was a few years ago you know people like the term uh, everyday folks they like the term everyday americans so they see themselves in a lot of ways a lot of places they see themselves as everyday americans they like that they're connected to that you know i don't, don't have to think of me as special you don't have to think of me as anything just just a guy you're just a you're just a girl whatever however it is you see yourself right and you just want to live your life and you don't want to live your life in fear of of some some criminal. Let the criminal be in fear of committing the crime. And Lori Lightfoot saying no, the, you should not use cash, and that would that would keep you safe. People see that as backwards. They see that as disconnected. They see it as lost because it is because it is the disconnect is very, very, very real. And if Republicans have any mind at all, they will keep exposing this and then engaging policy that shows that they are connected and helps everyday Americans live their lives if Republicans are smart enough.
Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So am I to take it that the CDC is still trying to figure out ways to force you to take a COVID vaccine? I, I'll share with you the story. You tell me if I'm hearing this wrong. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Everything, tonycats.locals.com, tonycats.locals.com. So I I said the CDC, but this is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is the FDA. They want to simplify the COVID-19 vaccine process to look more like what happens with the flu vaccine. This, according to documents that got posted online just yesterday, and it could include streamlining the vaccine composition immunization schedules, and periodic updates of COVID-19 vaccine. And then I caught this story from Dr. Jerome Adams, the former Surgeon General, who uh, is right here in my beloved Indianapolis, said there's a risk to a once-a-year shot similar to the flu shot. For one, the COVID shot might not fight the latest strain of coronavirus. But he says it's a good idea because we are long overdue for some sensible recommendations from the FDA. Only about 15% of Americans that received uh, the new bivalent booster, despite most people across the nation being eligible for it, even when you look at the vulnerable 65 and older age group, only about 40% of them received the booster. Um, And that means 60% of people didn't want the, 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 the booster. They didn't want it. So if you now put it as a schedule of, oh, you should get this every year and you should get that every year, like a flu shot, your argument is more people will get it. So we're not to the place where we're, we're straight out forcing it, right? We're not, we're not doing that, but it should be part of a, uh, a recommended diet of shots. I must tell you that I've never received a flu shot. Never once. My wife does them. I don't. I have never once done a flu shot. I'm not particularly opposed to people getting a flu shot. I think if you want one, you should get one. I have felt this way for forever. Me, I don't want one. I am not interested in boosters. I'm, I'm all good. Thank you. I'm done. I'm done. I've seen what COVID is. I've seen where the, um, what, what do you call them? The mutations, the strains. The, the variants. I've seen uh, what, what that is. The mutations. <laughs> I mean, they are mutations. And they're, str- yeah, they're strange. That's ex- I, wait, I had it right twice. Why am I giving myself a whole bunch of crap? I did it right. So I'm good. I don't need any more booster shots. But it's the way the attorney, not the attorney general, the surgeon general says this. If we can make this like the flu shot so that people understand every year at around the same time we get the flu shot, we need to get our COVID update. I think you'll have a higher compliance and I think people will be better for it. There's no there's no real data on that now, is there? But it's the use of the word compliance. If it's a recommendation, it's not something you comply with. Only if it's forced is there compliance. So... What is it that the Surgeon General is actually after here? He should he should choose his words a little more carefully. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Of course, gas prices have now really fallen. They lost the that issue's gone, okay. and now but they lost turned the this. election. Okay. But yes. they lost the election. They right. lost the election. They that got beaten in the Senate. We, we know that. 
instead of Kevin McCarthy's prediction of 60 House seats, the they, red wave. They, just, they didn't get the red wave. You look at how every governor in Biden's party, I mean, you have to go back to 1934 for a party to do as badly as the Republican Party did here across the nation. And they keep trying this stuff. I'm, I'm here as a friend I'm, telling them. You're no friend. Grow the blank up. Grow <laughs> up. You need to start winning elections again. Grow uh, up. They can't hear you. Yeah, I know they, they can't. can't. They have these it's little earmuffs on. I'm like, like Horton. Little munchkins with earmuffs. I'm like Horton. I want just one. They're squeezing want the ears one really hard. person to hear a who out there, John Heilman. No? But they... They just don't hear it. No. When does Wendy? I swear to you, that rant, that screed from a screaming Joe Scarborough and a just ridiculous Miko Brzezinski is met with the title Republican Meltdown Over Gas Stoves. Can you imagine that those two are screaming about Republicans having the meltdown? Tony Katz, good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, Twitter, Tony Katz, and of course, Instagram, Tony Katz. Why in the world am I talking about gas stoves? Because a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. That's right, I quoted Sondheim. The funny thing that happened is that Amanda Marcotte decided to speak. Who is Amanda Marcotte? She writes over at Salon, and she is a leftist leftist. In a great, great take, Nate Hockman refers to her as a walking, talking character of upper-middle-class liberal feminism. Solid. Solidly said. He notes something that she wrote on Twitter. You're right. You may have never heard of her. Why in the world is she important? Because she does have influence amongst a leftist set. And sometimes these people say the quiet part out loud. Now, as you know, there was a conversation, and there still is a conversation, about how we should ban gas stoves. Gas stoves are killing us. Gas stoves give kids asthma. Induction is so much better. If there's a market demand for induction stoves, and I have zero issue with an induction stove, it's the idea that it, it reacts with certain metals and creates heat much faster, and people really do love uh, the way uh, that, that they cook. No issue with induction. It's quite incredible. It's also very expensive. And even if you were thinking about retrofitting everybody out of gas stoves, uh, it would cost a pretty penny. You have to be rather uh, good with the money. you got to have some sweet cash around in order to properly do the induction, because not only do you need the induction oven, uh, stovetop, you would also need the cookware that goes along with it, just so you understand. Well, they brought this up through the Consumer uh, Protection Safety Commission. I think that's what it's called. Uh, the CPSC? It's uh, Richard Trumka Jr., who is Richard that Richard Trumka's uh, kid, and as I consider him, a gigantic jerk whom I've never voted for. Oh, by the way, you haven't either. As a matter of fact, you don't know anybody who has because he's never been elected. He's a bureaucrat. He is an example of the problem of the fourth branch of government, which is the agencies. There's the legislative, the executive, the judicial, and the agency branch of government. 
These agencies have way too much power, are accountable to no one, and they have the full force of law behind them when they decide to say, we're not going to do this anymore. And then... When confronted about it, he said, oh, no, no, we're not going to ban gas stoves. We're just going to make it impossible to buy one in the future. And you're like, um, what, but what's the, what's the difference? There's absolutely positively no difference between banning a gas stove and telling me we can't buy a gas stove anymore. Do you not understand that we see you? It's f- we see you we know when you're lying to our face and then the left said why is the right freaking out about gas stoves and then people uh like bill weir over there at cnn you're cooking with gas now was a deliberate campaign from the american gas association when they were up against wood and coal Mm -hmm. back in the 30s even today a couple years ago was found that they're sort of paying influencers to cook out their gas stoves because Electric, frankly, is so superior just in terms of it's much more efficient, it's safer, the new induction stoves are safer and all of that. And this has created sort of gas wars in different parts of the country. They banned it in new construction in New York City, out west in California, Washington State. But a lot of states have preemptively banned gas bans. And you can imagine they're usually red states in in Texas leading the way. They want to stop this because it's an existential threat to that business. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, the science is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having a car idling there. And if you have young kids... A gas stove is like an idling car. But if you have a small apartment and if there's poor ventilation, a lot of ifs going on right there. Tremendous number of ifs. Again, this is not saying you shouldn't have an electric stove. This is saying that the idea that you should ban gas stoves is, of course, a ridiculous idea. And all of a sudden, every leftist out there is like, oh, yeah, you should ban gas stoves. What, you don't know this? What do you mean you don't know this? Now, some people said, you just brought this up yesterday, and today you're all in agreement. Well, the left is always like that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the representative from New York, says, hey, here's the Green New Deal. The next thing you know, every Democrat in America is like, oh, we got past the Green New Deal. You don't even know what's in it. You're not quite sure what you're saying. Lord, you don't understand how you're going to decimate, destroy, eliminate the farmer in the United States. She said it, all of a sudden, everybody's like, yes, we must pass the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is life. All praise the Green New Deal. Yay. It's, it's that Borg kind of mentality, right? The hive mind at play. And again, they said of the political right, why? Why are you talking about gas stoves? You're just so... You're just so absolutely, you know, out of your head about this. Why don't you just relax? Back to Amanda Marcotte, a a writer over at Salon, who wrote, if you have a gas stove like I do or don't, you really shouldn't get into your feels about it, meaning you shouldn't have emotion about it. Your moral worth as a person has no relation to it. That's why we need thoughtful regulation so these questions can be systematic and not about messy individual morality. Nate Hockman does a fantastic job of noticing this. Let me read that to you again so you can absorb what it is that's being said. Your moral worth 
as a person has no relation to it. That's why we need thoughtful regulation. So these questions can be systematically and not about can be systematic and not about messy individual morality. Translation, why should you even think of having an opinion? The government will tell you what to do and you'll be better off because you don't have to spend any time thinking about these things. Isn't that great? That is a frightening, dangerous, ugly, horrific statement and exactly what today's leftist believes. Why should you make a decision? As a matter of fact, why should you have to make a decision? Government will make the decisions for you, and that way you won't have to worry your pretty little head about it. You won't have to worry about these things. We'll make the decisions for you. Isn't that better? Isn't that nice? Government will take care of you. Government will decide for you. Government will make the call and you'll say, thank you. I'm telling you right now, if you ain't freaked out, you ain't paying attention. If you're not freaked out by this, you're not paying attention. The reason I share this is because the words we should be giving Amanda Marcotte are, thank you. And you're like, whoa, cats, you're freaking me out, man. She said the quiet part out loud. If you want to know the difference between you and a progressive, there it is. The progressive believes that you should not make decisions for yourself. Those decisions should come from a bureaucracy. Lord only knows how many tens or hundreds or thousands of miles away, having no understanding of what's going on in your life, your needs, your wants, your desires, your passions. They should make the decision so you shouldn't have to make a decision and you should say thank you that you didn't have to spend any of your time making a decision because your morality may have gotten in the way of what's best for you. She said it out loud. That's amazing. That is absolutely, positively amazing. If you want to know what the differences are between you and them, there it is. The idea that I could think I know what's best for my neighbor is insane. It's a laughable construct. Yet the leftist is convinced they know what is best for you. When, oh, oh, what's her name? Barry Weiss. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot Barry Weiss's name. When Barry Weiss left the New York Times, and I've discussed this before, she discussed how uh, the people who work there, who write there, really believe that they are, are tapped with a secret knowledge and their job is to share it with the rest of us and, 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 and to strip it out to us so we can understand what great things they know. David Mamet's book, The Secret Knowledge, is a must-read, and I, I, I'm never a, a recommender of books. I don't read enough. It's because I'm a very slow reader. Oh, my gosh, I'm freaking awful. I really do need audiobooks at all times. I'm just so slow. My problem is I will start reading, and then two pages in, I'm like, well, how would I have said that? How would I phrase that? How would I work that? And then three pages in, I am asleep. Gone. 
gone to the wind. I just, I can't. I wish I had the skill set. I'm so thankful that when I hear something, like when it's of of note, it, it sticks with me. You know, it's it's like my high school days or my college days. I don't remember them. I really don't remember much from high school or college. I don't remember events and I don't remember people. I, it's so strange. I do not remember. And, and maybe that's because... I didn't have an enjoyable high school or college experience, and I've just blocked it all out. That is that is absolutely possible. I'm not saying no, but it's really true. I'll talk to friends who remember things, and you remember this, and we did that, and I'm like, nope. I remember some embarrassing things. I remember some things that I'm, I'm personally uh, disgusted with myself for doing, but I, you know, in, in, in working through the depression as I did for many years, and I guess I still do because sometimes things come up and I I, I work my way through it. Um, Those kinds of things haunted me. Embarrassing things like I did like in elementary school or in high school, like why in the world? Why are you thinking about this? Nobody's thinking about this. Why are you doing this to yourself? What's Why do you beat yourself up over these things? It's, it's crazy. Like, so I'll have those moments, and I still do from time to time, much less than I, than I used to, and much more manageable. Well, I should say, I should say near totally manageable now. I, I should be honest uh, about that. At least that's, that's my experience. But I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember so much. It's, it's crazy. It really, it really is silly. But yet, there are certain phrases and certain concepts that the minute I hear them, I'm like, got it. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I have no idea why that is, but it, it's it's absolutely true uh, uh, about me. But um, reading David Mamet's Secret Knowledge will not put you to sleep. It's it's stunning, and it's this it's this takeoff of the same concept that years later Barry Weiss discussed when leaving the New York Times. These people believe they are your betters, and they know what's best for you. And you will say thank you. You will be thankful. It's just so much better that they say, and you do. It's better for you. It's better for everybody. How do you feel about a gas stove? It doesn't matter how you feel about gas stoves. Regulation should be put into place to eliminate gas stoves, and then you'll feel better because you won't have to have gone through any individual morality about whether or not you want gas stoves. We just took care of that problem for you by eliminating the gas stove. You are welcome. That's not a free society. That is a slaveholder mentality. That's exactly what that is. Amanda Marcotte has a slaveholder mentality. The problem is she ain't alone. It's important to know how some of these people move and what they think of you. Remember that. I'm Tony Katz. This winter storm thing is just nuts. Another winter storm I'm going to miss, by the way. I missed the super freezing cold back in December because I was on vacation. Okay, my house didn't miss it because 50,000 gallons got flooded into my family room and guest room and basement 
yeah, it was, it's, it's still a scene. It's still a scene. But this is snow that's coming from New Mexico all the way up through Maine. This thing is nuts. And, and it's crazy. The big band of, of heavy snow starts at about Terre Haute and works its way to Fort Wayne. This big, massive swath. Just, whoop, just right through. So I, you never know, right? You never know how intense it's going to be and, and, and how much snow you're going to get or, 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 or not get. But right now, everybody is working like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a thing. Oh, it's going to be some real snow. This is going to be, a, this is going to be some, some big daddy snow. Uh, stay tuned to your local radio station. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have you covered. They're gonna have the information. Uh, make sure you've got some basics because uh, you know when because you're gonna have rain and the rain's gonna freeze snow on top of that. So it might be a couple days before you really feel comfortable and confident on the roads. Make sure your neighbors are good, right? And uh, and make chocolate chip cookies or snickerdoodles, but nothing with oatmeal raisin. That's just sad. Stay safe through it all. More to get to. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.